Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, February 21st, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you don't mind me saying, rude of me to say, this Tuesday's looking a little larger to me, Roush. Looking a little bigger. Maybe this Tuesday's packed on a few pounds. Would you go as far as saying it's a fat Tuesday? Ah, ha, ha, ha. You weren't picking it up. No, I wasn't picking it up. Did you forget it's Fat Tuesday? I, yeah, yeah. I did the thing. I set the wrong alarm, so I'm, my, my warning got a little thrown off. So I'm coming in, coming in sluggish. You didn't take the gumball I offered you this morning. I did not. <laughs> I brought in gumballs. And it's like the ones that you put a quarter in and you do the, you turn the little thing and you get a gumball, except this is just in a pack where it's got multiples. You it, don't have to give me a quarter for it. Uh, Roush just straight up refused, which is kind of rude. Uh, Scooch thought he was like, is it a drug? Is it a drug? I, I mean, in I was fairness, I'm, he was very skeptical. You, you, nobody has ever carried gumballs in a bag. <laughs> That's so true. I've, I've never what seen gumballs in a package like this before. People ever. have a bag of gumballs everywhere. No, they don't. Yeah, they, they go they, all over town with bags you of get gumballs. Made, you get the quarter out of the machine, you get your gumball. Maybe it's the loose candy that's in the Halloween bag that you're like, well, I'm not supposed to eat this loose candy, but it's just a gumball, so, you know, I'll throw it in. That's it in. official store packaging. You know it's good. It's got the thing I on know, the back. But I you know, but I TJ, well, that's it, why I was safe. skeptical. Nobody does carry around bags of gumballs. I, I, you all have done radio with me for Roush five years. I've never not had a bag of gumballs oh. in, my ba- <laughs> in my back pocket. can't believe you all didn't know that about me. Well, happy Fat Tuesday to you. It's Mardi Gras. <laughs> it's tomorrow, Ash Wednesday. Lent officially begins. Have you figured out what you're giving up this year, Roush? Um, I haven't met. Maybe this is me. Like, all right, stay on your diet, Roush. Um, I, I don't know, but I am excited for fish fry season. It's yes. very. I'm. I'm very fired up. No, it, it's fried fish is a qual. Like, I, I I love it, but it's one of those things that I feel like you you can't have all the time and Lent is a perfect like idea like all right i'm gonna eat it 
once or twice a week for six weeks, eight weeks. I think it's for, yeah, yeah, six weeks, give or take. And then uh, really not eat a ton. And then, then maybe like once a month for the rest of the year. So like I, ha- I haven't had my fried fish in a while. Now I'm ready to just chow down on it. And then I'll get my fill and I'll be good for a while. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But good fi- fried fish is yeah. good. It's delicious. Will I, you go to multiple different fish fries, or will you just go to the same one? Uh, usually, I at least try like another one or two. And like, uh, you know, the home the home church isn't always the most convenient. So sometimes I'll go to kind of a nearby one and get just carry out or something like that. Um, but if I go to St. Paul, then we're hanging out for a while. Uh, button, kid run around, that sort of thing. Okay. Giving, the, giving the cake wheel a spin, uh, getting ha- hassled by some Girl Scouts for some cookies. You know, the, the good old stuff. Are you going to tell them no? No, I always tell them yes. Uh, one uh, underrated place, too, that I got a, like, just a good old Moby Dick fish sandwich every once in a while. It's a whale of a sandwich. Are those even around anymore? Oh, yeah. There's one um, by... The Louisville Baseball Stadium. It's uh, Barry and Fourth Street. I want to say, or not Barry uh, Winkler. Excuse me. And it is. I don't think it's been updated since 1958. Like the inside, none of it. I, I love every single second of it. There's no carry out. The parking lot's all chewed up to hell. But man, you show up on a Friday, and that tiny little place is popping. There's one right down the road from here as well. They they still have the little uh, the things you pop in the. Uh, it, it looks like a concession stand as their menu. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Still have the old nostalgic feel. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Scoots, how are you? How is your Fat Tuesday starting? Moody Monday is what they call it. it the, the Tuesday's starting good. Monday was also really good. I, uh, what did I do? I didn't do a whole lot. I did watch an episode of Full Swing last night. Yeah. So I've only got two yeah. left of that. Okay. I can hear him. Can There's you not hear me? Him? Pro- okay, just a me problem. You may want to give your thing a wiggle. Can you, you can't. Hear me? Roush can't hear me. I just he, need to. He not. I can hear you. Gotcha. I can hear yeah, you. Yeah, there gotcha. we go. What episode of Full Swing are you on? Uh, I will watch seven and eight today, so I'll finish it today. Wow, pretty excited. But yeah, John Spears says you have to finish it for today. No, by Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Thought he, thought he said for today. I have to finish it by today, so we can discuss it all tomorrow. We're gotcha. gonna we're gonna give some spoilies. I think we're four episodes in. It, it's it's good. It's not amazing. Maybe it gets better towards the end. I don't really like what they. I don't really like the the angle they took with it. It's just basically each story is individual mm-hmm. to itself. It's sort of like it, following the tour. But, yeah, but that really that kind of makes it cool because you don't have to watch them in order. Like my roommate watched that one last night with me. He hasn't seen any of them, so I, I told him I was like, "This isn't going to ruin anything for you because it's all like individual golfers." That's true, but I mean, how many people are eager to watch something out of order? But sure, I think you for have that, that exact scenario I that think, does work. I think you have that mindset because you just watched the Joel Dahman one, and he's kind of boring. Um, that one was kind of boring, but it's just like why not go in a chronological order yeah. to the season? Yeah, let's let's write them an jumping, email. jumping, jumping around all willy billy. It's just basically like. 30 for 30s. Basically, yeah. Individual golf stories, though, edition. And they're, yeah, you know, I'm surprised an hour, it's, hour long. They didn't go narrative driven, especially considering. 
And with like the live storyline, yeah. you can have like the seasons unfolding. It's exciting. It's good. And then, well, and especially, I mean, Drive to Survive was kind of the model for it because people care about F one in America that didn't before. So, mm-hmm. I, and that that's narrative based. So I thought they would have done a similar. Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't. But there's some episodes that are good. It's people that you care about, so you're interested in it. And then there's others that just aren't as good or as interesting as storyline. So maybe not as good as uh, I was hoping, but I've enjoyed it. I'm going to finish it. So you watched uh, some Full Swing on your Monday. That's right. Well, good. Well, good. Well, hope everybody's having a great start to their morning. We got a lot to get to on today's show. We got to finish the text line from yesterday. So we will do that. It's Trivia Tuesday with oh, UK yeah, play on Wednesday. Ooh. So we'll get into that. Series ends today. That's what Scoot says. All right. He leads the series 3-2. to two. Roush will need a win or else it'll be all over for him. We'll get to that as well. No pressure. Uh, and then we've got just uh, we've got sport, sports news that a sports radio show should talk about. So we'll get to all that today. Roush, where would you like to start? Um, man, I I got I had a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I got my my brain really got just thrown thrown off last night. I was doing a little blogging on the old KentuckySportsRadio.com, and it's actually you know kind of working ahead, right? Uh, the the world was my oyster. The queue is looking good. So it's like, all right, I'm going to just start writing some other stuff. Get some football recruiting. Dive into that a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm overdue on my football recruiting takes. So let me, let me, let's see what's going on here. And then I saw a tweet from Bobby Regan. And I clicked on the link. A Duke student just did the weirdest thing ever. And I just can't. I, I, the, there's like a gap in the line of thinking that just like I, it. It bothered me so I'm just like, all right, I got to write about this or else I'm going to be thinking about it all night. And it's just going to weird me out because before Louisville went to, before they played Duke last night, spoiler, they lost. They did cover, though. Hell of a block by Roosevelt Wheeler to get a late cover for mm-hmm. the cards if you were on that side. Um, but the, you know, teams show up a night before 10 and then they kind of get out of town quickly. And. One student at Duke thought, "I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a fake dating profile. It was Tinder, Bumble, whatever it might be, in the hopes of matching with uh, an opposing player." So, naturally, teams come into town. They get on their dating apps. They see who's around. They're trying to maybe say what's up to a couple ladies. Well, Kamari Lance from Louisville matches with this person, and. They share some messages. Hey, you trying to come over? Trying to hang out? I mean, it, it wasn't much. It was pretty innocuous, innocent. Hey, how's it, you know? The kid from Duke who catfished Kamari Lands with a fake profile thought it was a good idea to put the DMs on a sign and share them. I just don't... I, is, is that supposed to rattle him? Like, is it supposed to... I, I don't, I don't know what his motives are. I don't understand the why. I get the what, because I, I believe this has even happened where bef- previously. Um, and if not, it's at least you, you've had female students like airing their grievances in the student section. Like, this guy sucks, blah, blah, blah. Look at his messages. But to have this little dork 
create a fake dating profile just to mess do we know that it was a fake dating that's profile? That's what I'm wondering, yeah. Or it was just, hey, my friend who's a girl matched with him, messed around with him, sent me the screenshots. I'll I put it on the poster board. Because that's what I bet probably happened. But even I mean, e- either way, it's not good. It's not good for the Duke fan. Like you yeah, know, like this isn't egg on the wall face. Exactly. And I don't think he realized a that. Nineteen year old. Well, I guess Kamari Lands. He's a freshman. He could be eighteen. An eighteen year old. Tries to get tail. Stop the press. Yeah. Oh, how embarrassing for you, Kamari. Oh, college athletes we are thirsty. Right? We got your, your, your messages that weren't really that bad. You just were trying to hook up with somebody in college. Ha ha, ha 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 ha, gotcha. If it is a catfish situation, it does make it weirder. It is just at that point, like, what do you, what do you, Duke must not be that hard of an academic institution if you have this much time to do all this. And if it's just another girl that shared these screenshots with her friends, her friends made the posters, then, like, you're still all goobers. You're losers. Well, you're Duke fans. It, we knew all this stuff about you as is. It's not a good look for Duke whatsoever, and uh, this kid is probably going to get bullied for this. It's Kamari Lands, too. This is the worst Power 5 team that has played basketball in years. He's the seventh or eighth man. What? Is this supposed to just... Give you the competitive advantage at Cameron Indoor Arena over that Louisville team? There's two fan bases in college athletics that are Colts, and one is Texas A&M. I think a lot of people know about that one. Yep. Uh, Duke basketball is another one. It's, it, it, it is cultish. It's very weird, and uh, you don't fully understand it at all times, but you know it's just not something you want to be a part of. And this is great proof of the said cult because I'm sure he totally, like he was very proud of his son. Oh, he looked proud in the pictures, although the guy that you quote tweeted deleted his tweet. Oh, no, he did? Yeah, so I wonder what that's all about. Oh, he was just... I wonder if it was like a duke, like, my dad's a lawyer. That kid was getting roasted so much. I need you to delete this. Oh, yeah, that was definitely the case. Good thing that pictures don't last on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, it's still out there everywhere. Barstool wrote about it as well, along with you. Yeah, not a good look. Uh, but, yeah, Louisville played better. It was kind of a buffer zone 10-point game. Yeah. And then uh, then it got a little out of hand in the final two minutes. J.J. So. Trainer was playing well. I'll yeah. tell you what, Louisville, I, I could have gotten Duke on the live line at minus 10.5, and, and I didn't do it because of how Louisville's been playing as a league. Normally, beginning of the season, I would have jumped all over that. Yeah, I probably would have jumped all over that. Even in the in real time. Yeah, in hindsight. Look, in hindsight, it was I should have. No Cats game tonight. They don't play until tomorrow when they hit the road, take on Florida. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow, and we'll get into it probably a little bit for today. Last night was a more quiet night of college basketball. Uh, but you get back into it tonight a lot better. Uh, we could preview some games, do some gambling picks. Kansas got a win. A little bit later on. Kansas did get a big win. I, I bet uh, TCU there. My my friend was very, very certain with TCU. Hmm. So I said, all right, I'll jump on with you. Should have reached out to me because I was very, very certain on Kansas. So. You're telling me I could get the number three team in the country at plus money on the money line? That's crazy. Yeah. So I just went ahead and did what do you that. Think, what do you think like a counter argument to that would be, Scoots? Uh, Argue on, yourself with this. They're on the road. TCU's been tough this year. And TCU beat Kansas already yeah. by 30 mm-hmm. in their home gym. Mm-hmm. 
So that would be like a, oh, well, then certainly at home they're going to beat but, them with these two. I would but also no, say Kansas is just not that good. I, I would Kansas have, is that good. I don't know why you keep saying that. You've said that all year. I don't know why you don't think Kansas is that good. I they're, just don't legit, think they're legitimately one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, but like one of the best teams in the country is also not that good. Like, I don't think there's like a dominant, there's not a dominant team. That's fine. I mean, that's fine if you think it's just an overall down year or there's not a dominant team. But they are like, I mean, it's, they they could beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, okay, they're one of the better teams in college basketball, but I still don't think the best team in college basketball is that good. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's a that's a fair opinion to have. Um I, I didn't really feel strongly about it one way or another, Scoots, but when my friend was very gung ho about it, I was like, All right, I'll I'll hop in with you. Well, um but I watched the first half, went to bed at the under sixteen in the second half. I got up at five AM and watched the YouTube highlights of it. And the highlights I I noticed the video was only twenty five minutes. I was like, okay, the game's not gonna probably be all that long. Usually if it's like overtime or mm-hmm. a really back and forth game, those can be like thirty three minutes or more. So I was like, twenty five minutes, oh no, is it gonna be a blowout? Watching, very exciting back and forth, not knowing who was winning. I thought TCU may, may I, I thought on either side. Did you watch the whole game? I didn't watch any of it. Oh, you no. didn't watch it. I went to bed at like quarter after nine. It <laughs> felt like either side was about ready just to like run away with it, and you weren't sure exactly which one it was going to be. Uh, both defenses were pretty locked in for the most part, and none nobody ran away with it. Ultimately, Kansas kind of did a similar thing like they did to Kentucky, not as well. They just hit a couple open shots in the final two minutes, three minutes, and boom, you you got to win the game. So uh, that was a good win for them. They're good, that and I I get why. Roush isn't overly scared of them or blown away by their talent or their just overall right. collectiveness of Especially the team. Especially compared to some some past Kansas teams. Yeah. Whereas like last year's championship team, I didn't even think was one of their. They're just tough. I mean, Wilson's yeah. a matchup problem, and their little guard is st- he just is only playing better. I think they're. I think I read something that they're undefeated when he has four points or more. Which Deshaun, like, um, well, uh, what's his? I can't. I know it's that. it's a Deshaun. Number little number three, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, whatever. That's crazy. The undefeated when he scores four points. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, I also just have a hard time taking any game seriously played on that floor. That floor at TCU is My just. My wife shared a similar sentiment. It's just like, well, she was not happy. It feels like something that uh, you would do on a video game in 2012 and think was cool. Talking about TCU's Horn Frog design floor. It's just very. It's it's a lot. I I, I it's too much. Too much. Well, Kansas gets the win. Good for them. Exciting stuff. Let's get on into the Thornton's text line since we're gonna have trivia a little bit later on. Ooh. Dewan Harris Jr. Dewan Harris. It's DJ, right? Yeah. 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 I, nah, whatever. whatever. That's how he starts his name. Not a Kansas basketball. Like Y'all don't that. like that TCU floor? No. I don't I don't love it. I'm I'm not like totally against it, but I'm not a not a huge fan. And I I can I can get behind weird fours at places that aren't basketball schools like TCU, but that's just I don't I I, I think I'm on team love it. You love it? I think so, yeah. That's, is it because it's a little different? It is different, yeah. Different's good. I think there can be different and good. That's just a little much. What do you like better, Roush? The Oregon floor or this one? The Oregon TCU floor. Yeah. Um, or yeah. Oregon at least has a like. 
I mean, neither of them have a rhyme or reason. It's just something about the hard triangles are really just like are abrasive. It's the shapes. I don't, I don't I know take, what it is about the shapes. I think I'd take TCUs over organs. Mm, I'm the opposite. I like organs better. Any other wacky floors? Uh, Memphis's. Oh, love the penis the, floor. The blue penis floor. Yeah, yeah. that was a great floor. Uh, that's an all-timer. Um, the UCF has a very dark. Yeah, hardwood. I think your TV colors all off and weird. Yeah, um, I'm not crazy about that one either. Does Boise have a blue floor, or are they just doing it for football? They should do it for basketball, right? I don't think they have a blue floor for basketball. I don't think so either. Be a they little should. much. Steering to the skid. A texture on the Thornton's text line. Remember, stop into a Thornton's today. There are Thornton's on every corner. They have gas. They have food. They have whatever you're going to need to get your day going. Fat Tuesday, get yourself some candy, some snacks, before you make your Linton promises tomorrow. Good morning, TJ. Great win Saturday, especially with Reeves not playing great on the offensive end and to dominate Tennessee offensive-wise. First half, our defense looked a lot better. I think second half, we retired, got lazy on defense. What's your thoughts? Hopefully, we can win out, or at least all but at Arkansas. I'd say we'd safely be in if this happens. I do worry about not having Wheeler and CJ, at least for depth and rest. Okay, have a great day. Suck at Louisville, and like I tweeted, no suck at Roush or Cal. Enjoy, Nick. Ah, oh, uh, thanks. Uh, LOL. <laughs> Gave you a day off. You got a day off. I think the defense in the second half, part of it was Tennessee just had to go into go mode. You go attack, go be aggressive. You're going to get some foul calls. They're going to play off you a little bit because they can't get in foul trouble. So go, go be the aggressor, and UK just kind of had to be a little bit more complacent. But they got stops when they had to. Yeah, and – also, their shots were just going to start falling eventually. That's true, that's, too. That's how, that's how basketball works. That's why I was a little nervous because the shots uh, eventually start going in at some point or another. Um, he mentioned Wheeler and CJ. We did get an update from Cal last night on the Calipari show. They're trying really, really hard to get back. They're just not ready yet. Yeah, it was, a, it was a virtual non-update from Cal. <laughs> What were you saying, Scoots? I said, "What an update!" Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it was pretty much a non-update. It yeah. was a. Um, I'm not going to expect them Wednesday. Like, are they going to play or are they not going to play? Or, or what's the latest with them? And you didn't really get the latest. Just that they're trying to get back. Cal taking the approach that he always does, where he's kind of defending his players a little bit. And you, oh, they're so eager. They're trying. They want to get back. I think we just are looking for a timetable, Cal. Just like uh, a couple of days. CJ this week. Wheeler the week after. At least he didn't hit you with haven't seen him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he hasn't been doing that as well, much. I guess somebody at the UK Athletics office got around to him. The uh, the word, there, there's a lot of whispers like, is Wheeler, is he done? Is he? I, and I guess that's just because we hadn't heard anything. So Cal was making it a point that, no, he's severe wheeler. They they both are really trying really hard to play. They can't make it right now. Yeah, just, so hitting that home. Yeah, um, but you need you got two weeks left of the regular season. Would be nice if they were both back next week. Yeah, the sooner the better. You don't want to go into winner go home type of games, wondering how. All right, hey, you're back. What kind of we're gonna slide you in? The nice thing is, 
the team's roles are pretty much fit, CJ excluded. Like, Wheeler knows he's a backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be a little different than last year as you had people coming and going with injuries and people wearing down at different times, different parts of the season. Right, we Kellen Grady had to play a game at point guard, a game or two at point guard last year. Mm-hmm. And this, this okay, Kaysen's got the point guard. And then sometimes Tata would have to be more ball dominant, ball in hand. Then Wheeler, you know, he he was back. He'd have the ball in his hand and whatnot. This year, people, it, it's Kaysen. Wheeler, you're coming off the bench. So that's maybe a good thing, but you do want him back, as the texture said, as everybody says, from a depth standpoint. CJ, he was a starter. So it's a little different with him if you want to talk about like shaking rust off, getting him in. But he had been so inconsistent that like does it matter? Does it really shaking the rust off, tr- trying to figure out how he fits in? Will it really be any all that different than just a average to poor shooting night that you had with him? No, and I think that actually is a good thing, where it's like you it'll still only be a bonus for CJ, where once he does get back on the floor, if he starts hitting, you're going to be good to go, and it's not going to be a learning curve or trying to slide him back in. You'll be ready to roll. If he's not hitting, it'll be similar to what things had looked when he was healthy before the rib injury, and you can bring him back out, put him back on the bench, let Reeves take the role that he had been in. So it... You do want to be back at full strength. Depth does matter, but I think Kentucky's in an okay spot. One, from you've got a team that's kind of gelled and starting to play better, and two, the people that you're missing, you you should be able to slide them back in easily once you do get them back. Even though it is late in the season, and you do want to be you want to be in form at this point of the year, and Kentucky's not, but I don't think it's going to take much to get back there, and hopefully. Maybe we get have a surprise tomorrow. Maybe one of them ends up playing tomorrow. Uh, I I don't know, Roush. What would you say? What would you feel confident that by this time next week we've seen one of Wheeler or CJ in a game? So either tomorrow or Saturday against Auburn, does one of them play a bit? Yeah, I I, I think so too. The, I, I don't know. I, I think you know the Vegas odds would probably suggest no, but I'm I'm there with you. Jack is uh, kind of plugged in with the Frederick camp, and he's. Come around to believe that 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 CJ is going to try to give it a go Saturday. That's kind of the, what they're they're shooting for, what they're hoping for. The weird thing about Fredericks too is like it is just a what are you rehabbing a cracked rib for? Like you just sitting around, you can't really do much for it other than let time try to heal it, help the pain tolerance. A lot of ice, right? Mm-hmm. Hot ice, um, and it's been you know, three weeks or so, give or take. Feels like it's about time to turn a corner. So, hopeful that that that's, is the case. But Wheeler was in a Wheeler was wearing a boot at Saturday's game. I think he was out of the boot. He was out of the boot. Out of the boot. So he was in a boot last week in the midweek game, and then I'm pretty sure he was not in a boot for the weekend game. Um, and people were wondering what to make of that. Could be wrong about that though. I would just tell him to stay in the boot. Was it hurt? Yeah, I think he probably just had a high ankle sprain. And those take those take weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before before you're ready to go. Then the rib thing, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that. I've never had a rib injury before. I would almost guarantee that they're not fun. They seem incredibly, incredibly painful. Is it simply just a pain tolerance thing for the ribs where just one one day he'll be it's probably gonna hurt the rest of the season, but one day he's just able to run and breathe heavily and feel okay? 
or is it more of like a tenderness where he can't, you know, take an elbow in that spot? Is I'm sure he'll have to wear some protective side, you know, protective gear to cover his ribs. Ooh, maybe we can give him a quarterback check. Anybody? Anybody have any uh, any expertise with rib injuries? You let us know on the Thornton Stacks line. Be funny if he had, did have on one of those ones that looks like a flak jacket. Like the heavy-duty kind? Probably will be something like that. I mean, because they have the ones that are basically just like shirts with little pads in them, but how much does it really help? Your ribs are tender. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, Brought them back. Don't think that it's going to be life or death for Kentucky. I think they've proven that they can win games without these two. But you do, as the texture says, want them from a depth standpoint. We're going to hit our first break. We'll come back. We'll get into more text because it's Trivia Tuesday. We can give you an updated uh, SEC tournament picture. We've got that. We've got some recruiting news, I'm sure. A lot, of, a lot of fun stuff on today's Kentucky Roll Call. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. KRC on the Big X. Okay. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday, Mardi Gras Day. Has anybody been to Mardi Gras? Nope. I don't think you all have. I have not either. My dad went. You know, so I told you all a few weeks back that I really want to do like a New Orleans trip, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I always wanted to go during Mardi Gras. That was always my dream. I, I want to go to New Orleans during Mardi Gras. But I've, I've just heard from so many different people yeah. now, don't go during Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. It's just well, a little, 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 too, little too crazy. Yeah, it it probably there probably are better times to go, but if that's the experience you want, how else are you going to do it? I don't know. Yeah, now that I'm a little older, I don't know that that's the experience I want. Well, then if you're unsure about it, then you definitely probably don't want it. Right. I mean, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to yeah. be harder to get, you know, stay at a place that you'd probably want to stay at. And then everything's just going to be insanely crowded. Mhm lines scoots i've got i've got an idea if for that you. sounds like fun to you i mean it's going to be an a- absolutely huge party but it's going to be just chaos is it is that worth it to see a couple ladies lift their shirts you know they do that year round oh okay sweet uh, they, you, know, <laughs> you can find people to lift their there's their, their, their <laughs> establishments for that in new right Island. right yeah it, i don't want to go to an establishment <laughs> the the biggest thing is the crowds down there like it, i would just not I like New Orleans more during the day. Now it gets a little. There's sometimes you're in a bourbon street. And you're like, this feels a little dangerous. Uh, yeah, I have. No, I would have zero interest in going to actual Mardi Gras just because that doesn't sound fun to me. Not being able to like walk. Um, but in New Orleans, it's kind of. I've it's lost its flavor as you do get older, just in general. 
But if there's a Final Four and Kentucky's playing down there, I will anxiously and eagerly be there. My suggestion, Scoots. If Kentucky's in the Sugar Bowl, I'll be there. Make it to French, go to French Quarter Fest in April. Middle of April. It's just... Yeah, that's another thing, Scoots, is you can get like a really authentic Bourbon Street French Quarter experience and it not be Mardi Gras yeah, either. Yeah, because this is like... You oh, go we're going for a Saints game. We're going to have... have uh, an insane atmosphere. We went accidentally during this time, and they had <laughs> bands playing just outside on the street, you know, every few blocks or so, and then they had a main stage downtown by the river where it was like a full festival ground sort of thing, and that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Hmm. It was great, and it wasn't as... Um, like, I feel like the, the people that go to Mardi Gras, there's also a, like, expectation for debauchery. So you just get, it's like, it's like first day of spring break for college kids, you know? Just, well, ah, I gotta I like go crazy. like that's the the French Quarter in, in its own right. But, yeah, it's especially around Mardi Gras. Thanks for the advice, guys. The food is so good down there, though. It's, yeah, oh, I'm, I know that would be my favorite part. Soft shell crab sandwich or, like, a, hmm. just gumbo. Gator. Yeah. The um, season gator. Well, south, oh, crawfish etouffee. Man, I had a crawfish omelet. Oh, Whoa. that smacked. Yeah. That was awesome. That sounds really good. <sighs> Kentucky baseball opening day, beer day. Man, it's a perfect day outside, too. Oh, yeah. The weather's going to be so great. It's going to be nice uh, for the next few days before it gets cold again. But, man, I wish it'd be kind of nice if it was, you know, not an hour and a half away. I do wish I could be a part of one of the first brews, a big big blue brew at KPP. Happy UK Athletics has made this decision. Mm-hmm. took too long to do it, but, hey, better late than never. But uh, I bet you'll see more – no way to be able to prove it, Roush, but I bet there will be more butts in the seats with this new policy than there would have been alternatively. How many? I don't know. But there will be more, and there will be more throughout the season oh, man, because but- of this. If you're Rouse is right. Great day. Thinking about being a college kid right now, this is just perfect. You had a it's oh, been this, cold. Yeah. Oh wait, we got a baseball game. They're selling beer now. They're selling beer. It's good weather. Mm-hmm. March is starting to swing around. It's you, the first one. You just so much excitement. So is it going to get the itch? Is it going to have a price point that students can afford though? Uh, that's a good question. Probably. Probably. That's a, I have no idea what they're going to price. My it guess at. would be what six dollar beer. Would be that would seem reasonable for a baseball six dollars for uh with an 18 ounce or whatever. The question that's a good question though, Scoots. Are that at any point this season are they going to do like dollar beer night? Students, uh, that that's going to put UK kind of in a tough spot, and that's why I say I would guess probably not because you would have people you'd you know you'd have encouraging drinking. We don't even know if we want it, it's a pilot program. Now we're encouraging it with cheap prices and fun gimmicks. Well, let's see how they may have to. They may have to walk or crawl before they walk. Exactly, exactly. Walk before they crawl. You know, um, they they might get desperate over there. Put butts in seats. Yeah. Or there could be an old snafu with the paying system. I wonder if they're taking cash. Is everything cashless in UK now? I know Rupp's cashless. That drives me nuts. Is it? Yeah. Because then they charge you tax. I don't want to be charged sales tax. Just cash and change. It's like I used cash during the Kansas game, but I don't know. I don't remember. Don't you remember might have used it uh, out in the hallway at the Hyatt before getting uh, getting into your seat. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe 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 so. Uh, all right, what are we what are we talking what are we getting to next? Um, what are we talking about? What's up? Ooh, Everybody but Reed Shepard made the Iverson All Star game. What's up with that? 
What's up I'm with that? Not sure why Shepard wouldn't have made that game, but good for Dillingham. He'll get a chance to mm-hmm. play. But DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Justin Edwards, Dillingham. We'll play in that. All-star season, we certainly don't care about it uh, because we're more interested in the real basketball going right, on. Right, right. But once that's over, that's something you can you can look forward to, get yeah. somewhat semi-excited and about. I don't know. When did we decide that we just aren't going to try on all-star games? I mean, they still kind of try in the high school ones. But, man, I tried to turn on the all-star game Sunday night. And oh, the NBA all-star game? My God. Nick, it's been that way for years. They yeah. try. They only try in like the last three minutes of the game. A lot of people were talking about the All Star Game this year not being good. I think the commissioner mentioned, "Why don't we put home court advantage on it? Do East versus West? Get back to the old roots. I, I make it mean something. I home court advantage for the finals. That would be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all for that. All for it. At least like when baseball. I guess because baseball is constantly played at that slow speed. But in baseball, you at least have guys throwing their best stuff and guys trying to hit. It looks like a baseball game. Yeah, baseball it's kind of hard to like not try though. What you're just going to strike out? Okay, you know you're right. going to look like a dweeb if you do that. And then what you're going to just throw like softballs and then just get taken yeah, for home you're runs? You're not going to do. You, right, there's yeah. like no way to really not try. Otherwise, you're just going to look like a total goober. In football, I get because it is such a violent sport that it, it's an unnecessary risk after you know however many games during a season. But basketball, it's it's a basketball game. I don't, I don't know. It just it felt too much like I was watching the uh, the five minutes of Big Blue Madness or whatever, where they're just like dunking and not really doing anything. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. But I had it on. It was decent background noise listening to them bust Charles Bar- Barkley's chops. Do, so at least we had that. You think football doesn't do a real all-star game because they care about player safety? That's what it, what it kind of amounted started, though. No, I mean, it's 100% that, and they shouldn't do it. But I just love when the NFL talks about player safety, and then they're like, more playoff teams, more regular yeah. season games, oh, yeah. player safety. You all are frauds. Shut up. You want yeah. money. I saw an interview with Tony Dungy. He's like, if they really want the game to be better, they'll go to a 14-week season. It's like, oh, yeah. Because they're going to take away the amount of games. I mean, I'd be for, I would be for that. It's just, yeah, there's no chance they're going to do that, which does bring me to something that I wrote down on a, on a slower news day. Did you see the new proposals under consideration for college football? The uh, rule changes, potential rule changes. I saw the big one. Which is, don't stop the clock after every first down. And I, I think I could get behind that rule because some of these college football games, those 730 SEC Network specials just last too long sometimes. Too long. They're yeah. too long. Like, we don't need to stop the clock every time you get to move the chains. So here's the four proposals under consideration. We'll, we'll get your opinions after each one of them. Prohibiting consecutive timeouts. So, like, you wouldn't be able to ice the kicker with, all right, they're lined up, timeout. Okay, they're lined up again, another timeout. You wouldn't be able to do that anymore. So, once you call a timeout, there has to be another play before you can call another timeout. You all like it, care about it, don't care about it, don't like it, don't care about it, don't like it, do care about it. I love it. (laughs) All these, I feel like all these that you're going to name are for pace of play. 
Yeah, I don't think that this is a problem, though. I mean, how many times are, do coaches have multiple timeouts in their back pocket and they're going to burn them? Honestly, I would, I would want this rule applied more in basketball. Yeah, it's it's that, annoying when, like, all right, let's go line up. Let's see what they're in. Okay, now we'll go take a timeout. All right, now they go. Exactly. We'll call a timeout. Yeah. Um, it's more of a problem in basketball than football. But the problem with basketball is then the player, in theory, wouldn't be able to, like, if, if they're getting denied while trying to throw the ball in, they couldn't just use a timeout. No, tough taters. I had you, already, a, you already used your timeout. I had a similar situation on Friday that I had never seen in my basketball game. Coach took a player out. Other team was at the free throw line. They called a timeout to before their free throw, and then coach put that kid back in the game. Well, that kid had to come out because a play hadn't been played yeah, yet. Yeah, I would think that would be the rule. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, what would even be the point of taking him? It kind of seemed like nonsense, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was. All right, the, I, I don't care so much about that one. If they do it, cool. If they don't, I don't care either. Yeah. A second one. No untimed down at the end of the first quarter, third quarter. Again, not really a huge deal. Yeah, it's just an extra play. And also that an extra play that typically feels unnecessary. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't doesn't matter to me. Do it, cool. Don't do it, doesn't matter to me. Number three, clock runs after first downs, except inside two minutes of each half. So into the first half, into the second half. Yep. Clocks just run after first downs now. That would be a big change. It's going to be big for pace of play. I mean, it would be... Um, 100% please do this. Yeah, yeah, they need to. Please do number three. More than any of the other ones we've read, please do number three. And then number four, clock runs on incompletions once ball is spotted. Mm, hate it. Nah. If you're about to take a play there, Scoots, that would really, really yeah, speed that, things up. That's not football. That's that's never been the way football has been. It's, it's the way, it, yeah. It's not that much different than football, period. Yeah, but, I mean, incompletions have always stopped the clock. I don't know why we're trying to change we, it to where it keeps Do they stop the clock running. at the professional level? Yeah. On an incompletion, absolutely. They do. Always have, actually. Yeah. How much time do we think this would, per play, would this, actually run off? This one's pretty wild because... I don't... You know, you could almost have an air raid offense that feels like a ground and pound that, you know, could chew up a game like you could chew up an entire you could theoretically chew up close to an entire quarter i mean kentucky's done that sometimes with just running yeah the but it completely passes you're not you're, you're going you're moving nowhere well if you have three incomplete passes and you go for it on fourth down or more realistically you have two and then you get it on third and then you keep doing it and doing it and the clock just doesn't stop that yeah. entire time i'm probably out on number four it does I'm make out on four do number three yeah, as we're talking through this, I think it it alters strategy more than it should. Yeah, it really would change things greatly. It would make games go by super. You're talking about like three hour, under three hour games if you did because number four. Because oh, yeah. here's the thing: the clock just wouldn't stop. Here's you know? why this is bad. All right, uh, I, I, Roush is figuring this out yeah, in real time. Yeah, so we're we're seeing Roush's brain work. What mice running around? The, the example that I can think of. Like Jeff Brom would just eat this one up because he his teams. This oh, is where they. Oh, so you're scared of Jeff Brom? Go. I'm I'm trying to think of like specific examples, and the one I can think of is Purdue hosts Penn State Thursday night football to open college football season, and they just can't chew up clock. You shouldn't like Penn State should be rewarded for having a defense that stuffs the run so well that the opponent refuses to just run out the clock. 
when you factor in incompletions to running the clock, then that takes away strategy, right? Like that takes away your advantage as a run-stopping team. Like you should have to, in order to chew the clock up, you should have to be able to run the ball or complete a pass in four-minute offense. I'm with you. So, yeah, 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 yep. Out on number four. The rest are fine. Incompletion, stop the clock. I'm, I'm number number three is the big one though. Just keep that first down run. We don't need to stop the clock on first downs anymore. And it works fine in the NFL. I've seen this take from other folks. They're saying you want to speed up games. Easy solution: make the timeout shorter. Stop having such long timeouts. Stop throwing the timeout so frequently. They're like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Jim. They're exactly too much money. Clay Travis's take was make the commercial shorter, charge double, boom, you're still getting the same revenue. But then they're just going to be like, what if we charge double but make them the same? Exactly. <laughs> and then we just make more money <laughs> than we did even from the get-go. Uh, so I don't I, – I don't – I'm all for that. The college football games just do need to be quicker, though. And a lot of these places, people are traveling – you know, over 30 minutes, sometimes over an hour. UK fans know about that all too well, myself included. And when you have four-hour games, you really are talking about like, hey, you got a full day for this college football experience. And it's not as realistic for a lot of people to be able to to do that. They don't have eight hours. They don't have 10 hours to be able to take it all in. Some do, and it's great when you do. It's a lot of fun. College football, great time. You can make the games go back quicker. Easy steps to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think stopping the clock on first down will will do it. Houdat Cats fan says, listen to Andy Staples' podcast yesterday about the rule changes, and they said running the clock after incompletions will remove approximately 25 plays a game. Yeah, that's too many. Cause the, that's a lot of plays. Yeah, and especially when... Let's think about it from a U.K. perspective. At the end of the day, that's all we care about. Does this help U.K.? Does it hurt U.K.? It would limit your possessions too much. Is that bad because or good? It's bad. Look at last year's team. That was their problem last year. They limited their possessions too much. They weren't good enough. But if it limited everybody else's, would it help? Could it help UK's defense? I don't feel like we're looking at this fully well, from, from every it, angle. The reason why it works well in the NFL is they're so good. And I don't know if college football teams are good enough to make it into it. Like I, as long as I said, you would get some 85 snap games between Georgia and Kentucky. But, that, but if you limit... Possession. If you limit snaps does, against Georgia, that's not a bad thing, but, right? If you slow down the game against a team and then just say, "Hey, we we need a we need a chance in the fourth quarter." So shrinking the game part. is how inferior opponents beats superior ones. That's kind of what so, I'm thinking. In theory, if you want more parity in college football, this is the way to go. I think we need more parity in college football. But at the same time, I don't think it needs to. To change that. 25 fewer plays. I may be roping back on into number four. I may be making my way in back in town. Because I think, but I still think if you did the other one, you would cut out like 20 plays a game too. And that that is what I'd like to do most. In I think that's the happy medium. Maybe, but everything's got to come back to UK and is it an advantage for Kentucky for me or not? That's why I didn't really care about nil when everything was going nil crazy several years ago because I figured Kentucky would be in a good spot. Basketball, they'd be in a great spot. Football, I wouldn't think it'd be terrible. I think they'd be better than most. And that both those things have been have been true. But if this is a chance to help UK move up the pecking order in college football, then we got to take advantage of it. But here, here's where there's a problem though, TJ, is when Kentucky should have won that old Miss game. 
if the new rules were in place, they might not have had enough time to come back in that game. That's I think true. coming back from basically a three-score lead might just guarantee you a win. There just might not be enough time on the clock for a team to overcome that large of a deficit anymore. I see your old Miss loss, and I raise you a potential Southern Miss win back when Drew Barker got hurt. Fair enough. Yeah. It wouldn't have been enough <laughs> for Southern Miss to come back. Gosh, that was so embarrassing. Oh, which by the way, did we ever talk about Shannon Dawson getting the job in Miami? Yes, hilarious. We we briefly touched on Gosh. it. Wild stuff. Oh, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Good morning, my friends. Alex from Colga here. Oh, hey, Alex. Time for my quarterly sappy appreciation text. Oh, we love it, Alex from Colga. I really enjoy the roll call community you all have created. One of my first thoughts after volunteering ass kicking on Saturday was, man, can't wait to hear the guys and texters break this down Monday. I know when times are good or bad for BBN, I can get reasonable and genuine takes from you all, even from a Hoosier. Thanks for what you hey, all do, Alex from Colga. Thanks mm. for that. That's what we wanted to do." Do you want a seemingly unreasonable take? Yeah. Saturday's win means Kentucky's going to the Final Four. Oh, we talked about that yesterday, too. Were you just out of it yesterday? They're going to win a national championship, too? <laughs> yeah, They're going to win both? Did the whole thing. Man, did, yeah, did just, the whole thing. It was a lot of, I dealt with a lot of poop yesterday. <laughs> and just a lot of, you know, it's, whew. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we're excited about that. They swept Tennessee last time they did it. They won the national championship. They've gone to Final Fours. They do the it's, – it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. So, that's what we have to look forward to. Big game. Are you, how are you feeling about the Florida game tomorrow? Great. Beat uh, the hell out of them. See, don't you not want to feel great? I don't it's, – it's, it's not like I feel great. I just think Florida is not good. They are not good. Yeah. I mean, they might hit a bunch of shots and it might be relatively good, but I, they're just not good. The guy that came in for Colin Castleton's replacements are bad, and he was their entire team, basically. Uh, the guy that came in for, for him had is four it, points and two boards. That and guy's huge. Yeah, Jatopo or something like that. Jatoba. I think he's listed as 300 pounds. Yeah, he's a monster of a, a man. And then the guy that's behind him, like the sixth man at center, he had a similar. Basically, two players got – Six points and six rebounds, and Castleton was 20 and 10. Yeah. They're just not going to be – they can't replace his production. Yeah, but this is a Kentucky team that lost to South Carolina at home. And uh, in an important game when their season was in a tight spot, they lost to Georgia on the road. So uh, it's a road conference game. It can be tough. Florida's doing a stripe out. I don't know what kind of attendance Florida's going to have for that game yeah. tomorrow night. But Florida basketball, they – I think they're even when things are rolling. Sometimes they've got to drag their fans along. Right, uh, right. They're they, a game they, above five hundred. Baseball right now. might be a. I, I've, that's what I've learned um, over the last year or two, following these other team sites closer around on three. Baseball matters a lot more to a lot of these schools in the SEC. Oh, for sure. A lot more. Yeah, I mean Mississippi schools, no doubt about it. Yeah, like Ole Miss basketball is definitely third tier there. And that's the thing is that, like, I, I want baseball. It's obviously at Kentucky. One time I got just a bunch of, like, message board loons go after me when I said that, like, U.K. football is going to be second fiddle to U.K. basketball. Or it was just, like, an impassing comment. It wasn't yeah. even, like, I, I was just talking about how programs are perceived. It was, wasn't too unsimilar to what John Calipari had said. But this was back in, like, 2012. And people had just lost their mind. 
Kentucky baseball is never going to be Kentucky basketball in our lifetimes, at least. Maybe nope. in 150 years, UK baseball has gone on this historic run or something along those lines. But in our lifetime, it, UK baseball is not. But I would like to have the like option that hey, you know what? UK basketball wasn't great this year. Hey, we got baseball right around the corner. They should be pretty good. It'd be fun. College baseball is a good time. I, I think there's there are there is a really passionate portion of uk fans that are huge baseball fans and if they're listening to me today they're like yeah no crap where where have you been i've, I've been there i'm i'm just relaying it to the masses it's just it's been far too mediocre to have the average fan buy into it and the only way you get more passionate fans is you draw in more average fans and there hasn't been that drawing in of the average fans because like they're a, just mediocre they're yeah. just mediocre hopefully this year will be better though i don't think it will be but hey you got the series win against elon and it, you, that's you, that's a start. You Second can't win every us. series if you don't win your first against Elon. Yeah. The undefeated season, though, those dreams came to a crashing halt. Right away. Day one. Yeah. Day one. Who we, does Kentucky play tonight? Uh, they play a team. Wow. Take it easy, John Calipari. Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> John Calipari. I didn't even know we played Florida this week. I got on the plane. We landed in Gainesville. I was like, "Are we are we playing in Athens? Where are we playing?" This I didn't week? even know know the score at halftime of the Tennessee game. No, okay, that we sure. were playing basketball. I had to have my staffer tell us what we were even doing. Evansville. Oh, suck it, John! Wow, John! Yeah. Purple aces. You're going down. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, we'll be back. We got trivia hey, coming up next. The softball teams in L.A. like they. It's a nice wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a bad gig. They went from Florida to Texas to LA. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Rouse, oh, and Justin Galen. Okay. You're not going to want to miss trivia. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Get your text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450, and get your mouses and keyboards and browsers over to shadyrays.com for the best selection of polarized sunglasses on on the planet a kentucky company shady rays polarized sunglasses not the big price tag and they've got sunglasses for everything men's women's sunglasses kids prescription blue light snow goggles uh, they've even got uv shirts so whatever you may need i highly recommend going to shadyrays.com and seeing why they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. They've got a 2 million, uh, 2 million people, they say, in their communities, which I'm sure they've probably calculated that number somewhere along orders and stuff like that. They're American-owned, they're independent, and you can save 25% with the promo code BIGX. That's right. At checkout, 25% coming off your entire order when you use promo code BIGX. Check them out today. 
as we mentioned, season opener for Kentucky Proud Park, UK Wait, baseball. Quickly, I uh, I had a guy at the hotel this weekend wearing another brand of sunglasses, big popular brand. Told him that he should have had some Shady Rays instead. Mm. I said, you'd have saved a lot of money if you got Shady Rays. What do you say? He just kind of shook his head. He you was say, leave me alone. Yeah, Who are you? Kind of like a Wait, you're valet. Go get my dumb, car. Dumb kid. I, uh, I'm having trouble going to ShadyRays.com, though, because... I, I've beaten my keyboard to death, and the S key is just struggling. It's on its last limb. Why have you beaten the S key to death? I just I type really aggressively. So, like, I have keys that just don't work. And like, I'm not sure if you're being serious or not. No, here it is. Look, I mean, it's just... You do type way too aggressively. Good. Yeah. Learn to type less aggressively. Sorry, <laughs> I like to aggressively type. It is wild, isn't it, Scoots? This is Roush. Like a woodpecker. Yeah, I, I beat the hell out of my keyboards, and so every once in a while they just uh, they go they go kaput. <laughs> right, Scoots? Correct. Well, we'll see who the Einstein is in this group when we do our trivia Tuesday. Scoots leads the series three to two, <sighs> one I'm more nervous. win, and he brings it home. Let's see if he does that. Trivia Tuesday. Are we ready now? (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of an awkward lead-in. What do you mean? It was the perfect (laughs) lead-in. Yeah. Why are you insulting our host, Scoots? We have a great host here who's definitely not going to change up the questions to benefit those who kiss his butt. Yeah, that's that's more like it. All right, so we're going to do... Scoots, you get a pick. Do you want to guess or do you want to set the over-under or guess on the over-under? I'll set it. You're going to set it, so I'm going to ask you the question. Roush will have to say if it's over or under what you what you say. And we'll do a little Mardi Gras theme today. Ooh. The year of the first Mardi Gras. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is already leaning, Roush. Um, the first Mardi Gras. 1792. 1792, Roush. Is it over or under? 1792. Um, if I say over, that means it's going to be more recently, correct? So That would be the higher year, right? Correct. You think so that if they, you say I think over... I the 1800s. Okay. I know at least the first Mardi Gras parades in like New Orleans and Mobile were yeah, more recent than that. So I'm going to say over. It is under. Point for Scoots. What? It was 1699. Holy smokes. 1699, New Orleans. Ooh, I think you're, we're going to fact check you there. Mobile <laughs> claims it started Mardi Gras. Well, wherever it was, 1699 is what I found. Hell yeah. All righty. Roush, this is, you'll be setting it here. Oh, yeah. 1703 is uh, how they have it in Mobile. So, yeah, I was wrong. Sounds like Mobile's wrong. 1699. Roush, how many beads are on a traditional Mardi Gras necklace? You know, they throw them out to people. There's beads Damn it, on them. I don't want... I hate setting the number because I, I, I think I, I have the right guess. I think I know the exact answer. Well, then you, you get, get the right, point. Then you get it right, yeah. All right, 40. You think there's 40 beads on a traditional Mardi Gras necklace? Yep. Okay. So that's not correct. Well, well, it's not It's not right on the number, I'll tell you that. All right, I'm going over. Yeah, why do you think there's 40? There's a ton of them. They're little beads. It's 144. <laughs> I thought there'd be some sort of symbology there. I don't know. 
<laughs> he was so confident. He was so confident. <laughs> and like, the, the, I mean, 40, maybe for like the huge ones. Okay, anyways. Yeah, I'm sure. Scoots, you get to set it here. Really just spiraling now. <laughs> <laughs> How many blocks is Bourbon Street? Ooh. So it's not been to New Orleans. Rouse definitely has the advantage here. I'm going to go with... does it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm going to go at 12. 12 oh, blocks. Oh, it's a way over that. In, uh, yeah. so you're saying over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bourbon Street's in Orleans. Point for Roush. There's 13 blocks in Bourbon You've got to be kidding me. I'm not talking about the whole French Quarter. Just Bourbon Street. How many blocks is it? What have? a joke. I thought you meant like the whole street. Like the, the whole street. French. Well, like the whole street, you're going to walk past 13 blocks. I thought it was bigger than that. That's what it says. You get drunk and start wandering around. I don't know. That's 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 what it that's what it says. Great guess, Scoots. Damn it. Unfortunately, you do not get the point for that though. That's okay. Two to one. Man, <laughs> hanging on by a thread. All right, Roush. How many miles is the mighty Mississippi? How many miles? I'm gonna set the line at uh, eighteen fifty. Ooh. So double the length of the Ohio is your guess. That would be like triple. It wasn't that Ohio like 981 miles? I thought it was like 650 something. Maybe it was like 831. Well, about double. 1800. That just seems like way too many. I'm going under that. It is over. We're all tied up. Oh, oh my gosh. 2,350. Damn it. Good guess, Roush. Pretty damn big. All right. So this is the final one. Oh wow! And for the final one, I don't. I like to do you. You type in your guess, not the over under. Okay. All right. Which makes sense. Oh, oh that was dramatic. <laughs> I've got two, and I don't know which one I'd rather have. The Would you rather have a state quantity question or a calories question? Not calories. Yeah, I agree. Not calories. Okay. All right. Be ready to type it in. I don't need any googling. How many states does the Mississippi River touch? Oh, this is one that I think somebody may get just the right answer. Won't so be me. Take a second, you know, think about where it starts, where it finishes, and the states it's going to encounter along the way, and then you all can type it into the Thornton's text line for me. I'm ready. Roush, when you're ready. Okay. All right, three, two, one, send it. Oh my gosh. Roush wins. One says nine and one says ten. I've got ten. One person is exactly right. The other person is one off. Roush comes all the way back. We're going to game seven. It is ten. Oh man. What an exciting trivia round. Shoot. Roush, can you name them? Uh, Louisiana. Texas touches it, right? No. It doesn't? Okay. Uh, but Arkansas. <laughs> I'm off to a good start. Ar- Arkansas, Mississippi, uh, Missouri. I know it goes Minnesota. I think Iowa. Yep. Kansas. It goes all no, the way no, up no, to no. the Kansas north no. border? Yeah, Min- I, it goes all the way to Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota's the uh, mouth. Wisconsin, Iowa, Texas. Illinois, Missouri, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi. Kentucky's definitely one that throws things off, though, because it's probably one of the least amount of it, touches. It's not. It doesn't touch it for a long, I, for a I long did, time. I did. I almost was like, because I was like, 
I counted off some of them, and I was like, well, I'll just add some more, because I know I'm not going to get them all. Um, I almost added one extra to make it 11. We would have almost had a double. Uh, then we would have definitely gone to the king cake calorie question. Uh, it, does it make you feel any worse that he thought it touches Texas and Kansas? I mean, no, because I didn't know it started all the way up in Minnesota. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So kind of evens out. Well, good job, everybody. Great comeback, Ooh, and we'll have up. game seven next week. What a freaking meltdown. Which I should be. <sighs> yeah, I'll be there because we'll have to do it on Tuesday. Again, uh, so. King cake calorie. Uh, a slice of king cake. Uh, one just, king. Oh, just, just a, slice? a slice? Just one slice, yeah. Uh, 300 calories. Oh, definitely over. Like 620. With cream cheese. Oh, 620. With cream cheese? Oh, then like 450. 190. What? According yeah, I mean, to Lone just, Star King You can cake. smash a whole cake. It's, it's just bread, I mean, right? It's a lot of bread. Yeah. It's got a little icing. I mean, yeah. It's not Food the color. best thing for you. Same thing, like, a kink. Some of the new, uh, that and beignets, just kind of a little overrated. No, no, I like. I think they're good. I mean, they're but good, they're, but they they're... fall under my category. Like, there's a reason you don't eat them year round. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And beignets, they're not really like a traditional holiday meal, but. Well, how often do you come across beignets? That's true. If not, you get them hot, hot in the bag, it's like a good donut hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But am I going to eat them all the time? What an exciting! So we'll have we'll have the final one next week. I was really thinking about being cocky last night and uh, decide and th- almost thought about texting that we should bet breakfast on this round of trivia. Glad I didn't do that. You're up two nothing too. Roush was pretty much done. God, he was done. It was reeling. Wheels were spinning. Mm-hmm. Man. That's all right. You said 44 beads on a Mardi Gras necklace. Nothing beats a game seven, so I'm pumped. Let's get it. Yeah, it'll make it all that much more exciting for you when you win. All right, keep on texting in 502-414-1450. Big night of college basketball. Absolutely love the board. Can't get enough of it, as a matter of fact. Can't get enough. Should we do a KRC parlay? We feel so good about it tonight. Uh, maybe I haven't. I, I didn't take a gander during the break. I needed another cup of coffee just to get the wheel spinning. You know what? It fueled me to victory. It did. Gosh, Scoots, Rick, suck it to you, coffee. man. I'm in for a parlay, Scoots. I have a question for you. I hopefully have an answer. I, I think you might. Um, I, I I don't watch NASCAR. Big surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Explain to me how somebody can win a race in double overtime. So, basically, are you talking about the Daytona, I assume? Yes. They said that uh, Ricky Stenhouse won in double overtime. So, like the, But the race, you just run the laps. Like, there's not a... Yeah, it's the first one to finish. So, yeah. basically, Daytona, if there's a wreck on the final lap, they do a green-white checkered. Um, so they did that. They had to do that twice on Sunday. They were on the <laughs> second green white checkered. Checkered man, everybody knows that. And I guess I guess they ruled that Stenhouse was past a certain point in his checkered lap. And once he's past that point, it just the race is over. It was really dumb. It was a very anticlimactic finish. So to they're that calling it double time. overtime to not make it sound like well somebody wrecked at the end so we couldn't have I, an actually good finish. I've never heard the term double overtime when it comes to NASCAR, but I assume that's what that They're means. probably just trying to pick up some average fans. Yeah. It's just not correct. <laughs> not working. Correct. Yeah, I I'm not one that ever tries to except for wrestling. I like making fun of people that are totally into wrestling. But I don't like making fun of people's favorite sports, but I I, I don't understand the NASCAR love. And I've tried before. I've like tried to watch a race because some people just swear by it, and I just cannot do it. If it wasn't for like DraftKings daily fantasy lineups, I wouldn't like it near as much as I do. But filling those out just makes it interesting, gives you a little more skin in the game. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't maybe, ever. Maybe that's what I need. To I don't give ever it bet go. it for what it's worth. I don't ever bet race winner, or top five, any of that. I just do the daily lineups. Do you ever bet golf winners? Not really. No. Uh, Sometimes I'll do like the top forty, top twenty. Betting but golf is a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't. Betting I don't, top tens. I do it for the majors. I mean, if you're gonna bet golf, might as well just bet John Rahm every tournament because he's about to win half of them. Or Scheffler. I had a bet L. Bet lose big big loss as the kids say. I was making my golf bets and I hit Scheffler the week before and I'm betting like five golfers. I did make a Rom win bet and I was like on the bridge and it didn't give it to me. No, oh. normally it will. This time it didn't. I was like, well, I'm not I'm not turning back around for the golf bet. So. Um, I, I probably would have probably lost like a hundred bucks. Did you all see his shot off the grandstand? No, Did not it literally that. helped him win the tournament. I, w- I want to say it was Friday. He hit a ball off the tee. It was a par three, hit it so far right. And it bounced off the grandstand, trickled down the hill, landed within f- five feet of the hole. Oh. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That sounds pretty good. Them damn pros. He's, uh, he's pretty good at that golf game. All right, we'll get back to the Thornton text line here, 502-414-1450. don't know exactly what I think, we're, was Alex from Colga last month? Yes. If we went out, which is highly unlikely, I think we could be anywhere from four to six seed in the tournament. If they went out the SEC tournament, we could have ten quad one wins. How do you keep us out of a four seed? Uh, yeah, if they won out, if they won four regular season games and then three SEC tournament games, hmm. they would at worst be a five seed. Five seats probably where I would. I don't think, think three would be, be impossible. Or, or it's probably you safe to be five. Probably need like an Alabama. They'll probably penalize Kentucky for being so lackluster for half the year. Yeah, but at that point though, you'd have to just stack resumes. It would yeah. be uh, Kansas has fourteen quad one wins. Pretty impressive. That's crazy. It's uh, pretty 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 good. Yeah, I, I I also agree, Texter. I don't think they do win out. I think if you can get to Selection Sunday with just two more losses. Yeah. You're probably a six or seven seed. Yeah. And I think that is should be realistic with this team. Anytime you've set any expectation or goal, they've been sure to underwhelm you. Right, and right. Then, and then you reset the expectation and then they then they over deliver. But if you so if that but lose at Arkansas, you know, if you lost on Sunday in the SEC championship game, that's so, not the end of the world. And that should get you to the six seed, I think. Um that's the high end. The low end is probably 10 or 11. Um, let's just say 8-9 game, right? That that feels like the, maybe the safest bet is that you're playing in the 8-9 game as Kentucky. Which one seed do you want to face it's, in the second it's round? It's a good question. I have my answer. Why don't you go first? And I think you're going to say not Kansas. I'm going to say I want Houston because – I would I would just want whoever the only issue is it now seeming like probably Alabama's gonna get Well you can and you, they don't think they'd let you. I think it's against They're probably gonna get Louisville. I would want whatever one seeds in Louisville and uh, just true. roll the dice with that. Which I don't could care be if Purdue. It is, That'll be Purdue for yeah, sure. Right. I, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at here, fellas, is that I they're saying that now it's gonna be Alabama's geographic preference will get them to Louisville above Purdue. Because Tuscaloosa hmm. Is not closer to Louisville, but it's their closest. But it's region. their closest, opposed to Kansas City. So that's what people think. I almost think the committee would be like, "Hey, 
Tuscaloosa to Kansas City, Tuscaloosa to Louisville. They're both Louisville far. is close, mm-hmm. but it's not like Kansas City is that much further. We can appease two one seeds here by getting Purdue to Louisville, you all to Kansas City. I mean, the last time Purdue was in Louisville, they that was a hell of a game, <laughs> right? Oh gosh, that, that was, was awesome. A, those were great. That was a great Sweet Sixteen in Elite Eight with Tennessee, Purdue in the Sweet Sixteen, and then. Purdue versus Virginia, Virginia. and yeah. just a wild, wild finish in the Elite Eight. Um, I would so that would be what I would want. I don't care if it'd be the toughest one seed. It wouldn't be an SEC team, obviously. So if it is Alabama, that'd take the cats out of the consideration there. But I would just want whoever would be in Louisville. That being said, let's say it's Alabama. That's out of the equation. Whatever. What what other team would I pick? I think in any of them. Kansas is the one I'd want to avoid the most, but I don't think they'd do a rematch of that, so I wouldn't worry about that. Houston or Purdue, both would be incredibly tough games, but bring it on. Uh, Houston just feels very similar to Tennessee, and we've seen how well Kentucky matches up with Tennessee. They're a defensive team that doesn't score the ball very well. The the high-flying offensive teams worry me, and then just any person with length over Oscar, which Zach Eady obviously has, uh, but Oscar can be your greatest mismatch both for and against you right like he he can either really help you or maybe even really hurt you if they've got a guy in there that can spot his shots away so i i I would much rather prefer that big guard gauge i mean Edie, just and i hadn't watched a lot of purdue games i watched some of their games saturday against ohio state his hook shot is just you cannot block it no no like it's just like he catches it and just like shoots downward Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's like when you're shooting low goal in your backyard or if you've got like a mm-hmm. little rim on your kitchen. Little pop a shot, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very similar to that. Uh, but my thing is Purdue's starting to struggle a little bit. I still think they're a good team. Teams are starting to figure out how to kind of work with Edie, get him away from the basket. And then what are the teams that just kind of roast Kentucky? You're right. Teams that have good athletic bigs can give Oscar some fits. But more so, it's teams with athletic guards. You know who doesn't have athletic guards? Purdue. Their guards are good. They're talented. They're skilled, but they're not just going to beat somebody off the dribble. They're also freshmen. And they're young, too. They're they're a younger. It's a younger team, all things considered. Um, so I'd be all right with Purdue or Houston, but I really don't want the 8-9 game. I'd rather be 7. I'd rather be 10. As I mentioned, I'd rather be 11. I think 6 is a realistic goal where I would be, hey, all right, let's roll with that. Right now, the projected three seeds are Iowa State, Tennessee, Virginia, and Kansas State. Good teams, no make mo- mm-hmm. no mistake about it. But Kentucky can beat every team that I just mentioned there. Yeah, could lose to all of them too, obviously. But there's also I uh, think six is the realistic goal. And if you only lose two more regular season game or two more games before Selection Sunday, that is where you're probably going to be. So to go do it. The part of being the eight nine though, it would. It'd be a whole week of talking yourself into 2014 vibes, right? Yeah. I do think this season, <laughs> I mentioned it, it yesterday, it sets up pretty, it, it's somewhat similar to that 14 team. Because people forget, we were all thinking NIT for that 14 team for a long time. Well, Cal, he brought up, um, you know, the the 98 team, how they turned it around around this time of the year. They, they lost on Valentine's Day to Ole Miss at home for the first time in 50 years or something like that. And then didn't lose another game. Yeah, but I think that team only lost like four games all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah was exactly. Com- you know, that, was their, that was their fourth or fifth loss. Comfortably in the NCAA yeah. tournament also. But in his point, though, is, you know, it's never too late to turn it around. It's never too late to, to get right. And I really think that 
you know, Chris Livingston, he got SEC Freshman of the Week honors yesterday. He had 12 and 10 Saturday and then 13 and, what, six or seven against Mississippi State. Uh, all those points in the second half. Man, he was really, really raising the four of this team by, by finding the right niche. And as Cal said, it's because he's the hardest worker. Uh, he had said he attacked the rim on 90% of his offensive boards. And uh, I agree with this texture on the Thornton's text on. It's Chris's world, and we are just Livingston in it. Hey-ho! That's the thing, is that yeah, a lot of people are out on this team. A lot of people don't think this team can do much. I, I'm I'm one of the ones saying that I don't like. I I think they've probably got another letdown left in them, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. Like I, I bet they'll probably lose a game we're not anticipating. That being said, they they may steal one that we're not expecting. This team's just very very tough to figure out. But if you've given up on this team or you don't think they're going to be able to do anything in March, the Chris Livingston aspect could change would would have to change your outlook of this team. If he really has turned the corner and he can continue to play like he has the last few games, that's a whole different story, and it changes the ceiling of this mm-hmm. team. So hopefully he can keep trucking along. And 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 uh, Cal has and, talked a lot about confidence with him, where it's yeah. been mental in between the years. I don't know. That sometimes worries me, but it also sometimes makes me think that it's an easy fix. There's also a reason to believe well, that. He can keep playing well because he's not. They're not asking him to do a ton. It's hustle, rebound, make your free throws, get garbage points, and then maybe knock down a like an open three or two. Yeah, I think it's not. They aren't asking him to do a ton, but it's turning into quite a bit of production. Yeah, and it, Kentucky needs physical players. They need some quote unquote dogs. <laughs> so if he can take that role, it's a big deal. A texter says, as far as trying to make a run, would you rather play a ten seed instead of an eight or nine to avoid the one seed in the second round? Yes. So, I think the, eight nine is one of the worst bang for your bucks that you can get. There's also the once if if you beat the one seed, you kind of become the one seed, right? There's you get truth, that draw. There, there, there's, <laughs> truth, there's truth to that, but I don't even think the one seed like. Again, I, I just think the top half of the bracket, and I've always said this, like I'm just not a huge fan of it. And you can make the same case for the bottom half. I is get it. For it. It's speci- just preference. Is it- like I think if you're a four or five, that's not that. Yeah, you know, it's not a huge benefit. I don't think like playing one of the top mid majors is that big of a reward if you're a four or five seed. And then if you win, you just get to play a team that's basically your equal. And if you win that, you get to play a one seed. So I don't think four or five's good. I don't think eight nine's good. Uh, the one, you're one, so you got to do what you got to do if you're one in that spot. I just think things get a little crazier in the bottom half of the bracket more than they do in the top. And I don't know if there's actual logic or science to back that up, but it's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. He's sticking to it, Scoots. I just feel like the bottoms are always where it gets a little crazier. Scoots, it isn't, he's not used to his team being in the tournament. So That's he true. doesn't have a whole lot of experience to draw from. <laughs> trying to think. All values runs have come in the top half of the bracket as of late, it seems. Yeah. Except I guess last year you were in the playing game, right? Yep, as an 11. Yeah, so that would have been bottom. But we won, baby. But 13, 12, that was top. Last year, St. Peter's big run came from the bottom. Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to more text here on the Thornton's text line. Wrap up today's show. Give you our college basketball gambling picks for tonight. Help you win some money. At least we can do. To our loyal listeners, this is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Experts Radio TV. Justin Kalen, we are back.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Remember to hit up Salsaritas today. Taco Tuesday, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. They're delicious. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthews, you can get burritos, quesadillas, tacos, nachos, Blue Powerade, you can get that at the Middletown location as well. You're going to want to download the app, save time, save money. And if you've got any weekend plans or anything coming up in the future, keep Salsaritas Catering in mind. A texter on the Thornton's text line yesterday talked about how great it was for their party over the weekend. Looked like a sweet setup. Just keep them in mind for any catering need. No party too big, no party too small for our friends at Salsaritas. One final segment today, Roush. One final segment. We got more Thornton's text to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have to get to? I do feel like it was a relatively light news Monday, though. It, it was. Summer. That's okay, though. Yeah. Cal Perry did his coach's show. There was it wasn't overly newsworthy. I did finally. I don't. I'm sure he shared it before, but I never heard of the origin story of him and Rick Barnes becoming pals. Mm-hmm. Um. Long story short. They worked uh, a summer camp together at Pitt Basketball. It was a day camp, not an overnight, so they had to just, like, sleep in the trainer's room because <laughs> there was nowhere else to go. And uh, they became friends there. Uh, he thought Rick looked like a hippie mm-hmm. in long hair. Rick taught him how to do defense. Yeah. He said, you, too many principles. Just keep it simple, stupid. Do you all like Tennessee on the road at Texas A&M tonight? A lot of losing for the Vols as of late. And of course, their one win was against number one team, Alabama, giving them their first conference loss. So, a lot of losses. One really nice win fit in the middle there. Do you think they get it done at A&M tonight? I don't think so. I like A&M. I like them to cover. I'm going to put a couple couple bones I just it. don't know if I, I – I, I don't think Tennessee's a great basketball team, but I also don't think they're so – Bad that they're going to lose four out of five in this stretch. and Tough place to win, and it's going to be a pretty similar game to what they saw against UK, just physical. Yeah. The the fouling every time stuff, you're probably not going to get that call down in College Station. It's going to be uh, – I'll probably like the under two, but I'll most likely stay away from it, just bet Texas A&M. Yeah, I think the Vols go down. I'm not going to shed a tear for them. Interesting position for Kentucky because they'll always have the tiebreaker in the SEC standings over Tennessee. You got two wins. There's nothing that's going to change that. If A&M wins, that will basically, for all intents and purposes, take the two seed out of the equation for UK. Yeah, yeah. But it will at least kind of keep you on Tennessee's hip in a better jockeying position there. And that's not bad. But if Tennessee were to pull off the upset, and win down in College Station would potentially allow Tennessee to finish a game ahead of you where the tiebreaker wouldn't come into, wouldn't matter, and then, but it would also keep Texas A&M within striking distance. So I don't really care either way. 
uh, either either one fine with me. If Tennessee does pull off the win, then all right, UK, go get that two seed. You also have the tiebreaker over A and M. You'll probably have to go <laughs> at least three and one to get that two seed. You, but mo- most likely, you maybe need to go four and zero oh to make it happen. So probably more realistically, you'd you'd want just an A and M win, say goodbye to the two seed, and make sure you just. Solidify your spot in the third, in yeah. three or four. Because give, give yourself that bye to Friday in the SEC tournament. Three also keeps you out of the late night game, right? It's the four seed that plays the nine thirty tip off. Uh, I believe it's because the, the three. three will... It's the three that plays the late one. Because the one and four are in the top half uh, of the bracket, uh-huh. so they've, they've got a. Uh-huh. They've, they're on that. They're, they're on that, in that mold. timing mm-hmm. thing. Gotcha. So it's three that plays the the latest one. I don't even care. After all the late games UK's played this season, yeah, true. Uh, FCC tournament, I can stay up late for that. Really going to be thrown off by a 7 p.m. tip off tomorrow. And there's, so, I have I told the wife, I told the wife that yesterday. I was like, it's going to be weird. Like, we haven't had to worry about this in such a long time. But if it's going to be late in the postseason, there's other games going on. It's March. You get excited for all that stuff. So I can live with that if that's what happens. Just get the double buy though. That's yeah. most important. Mm-hmm. And if you can win tomorrow, that'd go a long way in helping make that a reality. And we'll talk more about that game tomorrow. Got some more text that we want to finish up. 502-414-1450. Don't know exactly where we are. Mm-hmm. We're at the one that says, been a bit since I've turned in, tuned in, gents. Intro still the best in the business. Really think this team is the basketball version of an early Stoops team. Talent level, obviously different, but they win a few games you think they have no shot in and lay some eggs when they shouldn't. Regardless, I'm already sipping that blue Kool-Aid again. Mm. It really doesn't take much for us to get going, to get our engines revved back (laughs) up again. Oh, and two week, we were all just like, this is brutal. They've margin for error is incredibly thin. And then they go 2-0, and and we're right back in. Well, you can maybe get a 60. You maybe get a 5 seed. That's... I love it. This, Being a fan, it man. It is. It really is. Um, and nothing – And th- with this group, uh, like I mentioned, there's something a little bit fun about it, but it's also kind of annoying and it's nerve-wracking. Nothing would, su- would surprise you. If we do Thursday's show here in a couple days and we're talking about how did they lose to Florida without Castleton, that was maybe one of the worst losses they've had. Or you come in and you say, all right, fellas, this is really starting to get fun. You took care of business on the road against Florida. Any, There's just – you. Choose your own adventure. You don't know exactly where things are going to go here. Two things. How weird is it to see Joe Missoula as a head coach in the NBA when Wall Cousins and Bledsoe are still in the league? <laughs> um, Bledsoe, I don't think, is in the league anymore. I don't think Cousins is either. And Cousins uh, is signing those like random deals. I think Wall is also not currently in the league, although under contract. So your right. point, your point's still well taken, Mister Spooky. It's also just we're old. Yeah, we are old. Yeah. Why did Mercer and Walker not show up for the union or do a video? Or are they not friendly with the program anymore? And like I said, that's from Mr. Spooky. I don't have good answers because a lot of the reasons why people didn't show was because they were coaching, had some prior obligations. Um, not sure with Mercer or Walker. Mercer got put in the UK Hall of Fame recently, though. He was there for that. So I don't think it's ill will by any means. Yeah, not sure what Antoine Walker's up to. Because he did the SEC Network for a little bit and then got out. Um heard part of the reason why they rotate so many through those doors is because it doesn't pay very well. That's what my guess would have been with yeah. all that is that so the money's not good, so they find people that are looking to try to get their foot in the door, yeah. and then the people realize, like, eh, that was a lot of work for not a lot of dough. Right, right. I'll just go do something else. 
That would be my guess. But, uh, yeah, well, wish them the best. Not, not sure what's up there. Love the call to the post. Love the call to post up Kaysen on Viscovi in the first half when he had a foul and Ziegler already had two. If that came off a sideline out of bounds, it would be talked about for weeks. <laughs> That's true. No, that, that, love the Kaysen posting yeah. up. They need to do that more often. Especially when guys, I was just like, get Ziegler a third, get Ziegler a third the whole time. Just get him in foul trouble. They uh, Love it. they were doing a good job doing some isolation post ups as well with Livingston and then they you know Toppin that's not as out of the ordinary to have your four posts up but do that try to take advantage Casey Wallace is a bigger guard try to take advantage they were really running some interesting stuff with Wallace getting him towards the basket and it is just kind of a reminder to me that he's probably like in the NBA he's going to be a point guard but as of right now he's probably better without the ball in his hands. But he's got to have it in his hands, and he's doing a good job of that as well. Uh, you just want to get back to full strength and, and see how it all shakes out. Texter says, F your U of L friends calling us rednecks. Uh, you know, it's just a stereotype. Don't take it too, don't take it too personally. Yeah. There's Goober U of L fans. There's white trash U of L fans. Doesn't mean they all are white trash. There's also Goober UK fans. There's redneck UK fans. Yeah, it's just is. the reality. There are. They're, they exist out there. Mm. Some people... Take it as a, a, a they, it's a point of pride for them. And I shouldn't care what other people think of you. So good for those folks. Texter says, I got you, Scoots. It's, it's this guy. Ray Surratt is his name. Amazing what Google can tell you. Yeah, he is a basketball manager. And, by the way, the U.K. basketball managers are 8-1, and one, number 7 in the country. I have to just assume that Ray Surratt would, is the cause of that. You would think that he would maybe be the MVP yeah, of that Absolutely. <laughs> He's huge. IU's managers got a big win last night. Did they? That's all I think Rab Johns retweeted it or something. <laughs> uh, like 114 to 97. No, Jeez. No, that's the opposite of actual Big Ten. Uh, has Scooch read the Bible? My guess is no, or he just skipped the part about thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible would have been a good, good classic book answer yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite book in the Bible, Scoots? Uh, Matthew. What is it about Matthew? Couldn't that you tell you. So much? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, if I had to pick, uh, John is the wildest New Testament book because it's just not like any of the others. So that one's fun. Um, Maybe I'm at Mark. Actually. The 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 I don't. The most the most I ever paid attention in a religion class was when we did Old Testament because like there's some. Crazy stuff happened in the Old Testament. And well, the Old Testament's just it, it, it's it's a little much. Yeah, I mean it, not necessarily Exodus, but like in that kind of time frame. There's a couple afterwards, like Job or something. I, I'm not good with, but there's some there's some wild ones in there. We're just talking about wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just figured out this past <laughs> weekend that if you go to a Catholic private school, you have to take religion class, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Isn't that what church is for? Yeah, Sunday school. You don't. I mean, that is Sunday school. You don't go to Sunday school at church, at Catholic mm. church. You just go to. Just church. seems weird. No, it was, it was nice. You, Do you uh, take quizzes during your your church services. Me? Yeah. No, but so I didn't. So what do you? So How do you? you I learn? did in Sunday school. You took quizzes in Sunday school. Yeah. So what's the difference between just taking a class or taking a Sunday school? I guess none. Exactly. It's just trippy. I didn't know that you all actually had to go to religion class. Oh, it was great. They were easy. Yeah, I. Um, it was basically, a break in the day. Oh, man, and in high school, high school, things got, I don't want to say contentious, but we had a social justice class where we talk about issues. Oh, gosh. So there was some uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. After freshman year religion class in high school was more like big picture conversations. Yeah. It was like your first time talking about adult things. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, some people did not handle those conversations well. No. Yes, you can imagine. Um, They they were a little too foolish with them. But, um, yeah, other parts, it's just, I mean, it's stuff that, like, parts of the mess. Hmm. I I remember having that in sixth grade where it's like, oh, never thought of that. Riveting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A texter says, Ordinary time. On, on the alcohol at games discussions, I live in Miami and went to Duke, Miami basketball game, had a few beers, and it was awesome. Made the game so much more fun. Nobody was stupid down here, and that's Miami. Yeah, well, I don't know how else you could get too many folks out of Miami basketball game. What if just tonight, like, UK, there's just shriekers on the field. It's, people it's, are, like, it's like, like going to an Indians game in the 70s. Yeah, people are just, like, lighting up, up in the outfield. Out. Yeah, but, yeah, couples going at it off in left field. It's just absolute chaos, debauchery, the likes of which like the never seen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's hedonism. I, I would actually be all right with that, just from the, the alcohol the gone. It's never yeah. coming back, but... But if we were going to lose it, like you might as well go out guns blaze. <laughs> just you start acting like you know, Planet of the Apes when you get in there. You just don't know Lord how to. Of the you flies, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Lord of the Flies. Somebody tries to knock over the foul pole. <laughs> oh, behave yourselves, everybody. UT has lost to four straight unranked teams. Are there any good? Their their offense is just so bad. I think they're okay, but yeah, I just can't. Envision them going deep, which probably means that they're going to make a little run in the tournament. That's how those things usually work. Do either of you guys know any good books on the history of Kentucky basketball looking for recommendations? I actually don't. Cut to the chase. Is that, is that unfiltered? <laughs> My mom always had a book that I started to read and enjoyed. Uh, it was The Big Blue Machine. And I think that's what it was called. But I never finished it. And this was back when I was younger, living at home. Um, but no, I don't. I don't really. The Aaron Torres one and done fun is more just about that one specific team. Um, but you probably lived through that, know most of what's in there. Not yeah. all, but there's some different good aspects of it. The the most well regarded Man, I don't even know if that's even considered a Kentucky basketball book. But the most talked about Kentucky football book that will certainly be enlightening, even though there is uh, a good amount of speculation on some of it, the Thin 30 book. Uh, that That's kind of a wild story that you don't know much about from 60s Kentucky football. Uh, but, yeah, there, there, come to think of it, there isn't some sort of definitive Kentucky basketball history. Book. Like the most, the, the must read. Right, right. You would think like John Scott or somebody would do something on it. What uh, was the goofy IU book they made after the uh, Sweet 16 win in 2016? Oh, that's hilarious. And um, in 2012. Season on the Brink? Is that what it was? Season on the Brink is, uh, that that was Feinstein. I can't remember the name of it. I have it. That's in Dugan's office. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very funny. It's like um, the team that... Actually, let me go get it because it's very funny. The title. team that can't that could. No, that's not what it is. Who's your expectation? I, I can't believe I can't remember it. I looked at it last night, sitting on my bedside table, in my room. Well, you you beat UK in that in that second round game. Woo! And that's worth writing a book about. That's right. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Looking back at the 2014 run, it gets overshadowed because he hit." 
three the three game winners. But Aaron Harrison was great in the Kansas State and Wichita State games. Sometimes it does just come down to your guards making shots for a few games. That's basketball, baby. It, that it really does just kind of come down. What, locked. No, I couldn't find it. It's under some envelopes, papers. Oh, you didn't want to go <laughs> we'll Google our, Okay. We'll Google our way through it. No, he. It, it sometimes is just that's that easy, Texter. And that K State game was a little closer than people thought. A lot of people going into that game was just. I wouldn't be surprised if UK lost. Uh, they ended up winning. It was competitive, and then that set up the Wichita State second round game, which was I think one of the better NCAA tournament games I've ever watched. In terms of excitement, quality of play, level of play, what was on the line, obviously. Is it rising from the ashes? Yes, that the return that's of Indiana it. basketball. Yep, that's it. Oh my gosh! From 2012, October. No, 2012. they made one in 2016, though. Yeah, there is a 2016 one as well. What's that, that one called? That was the. Uh, oh, we need to find the 2016 one. That's better the one better than advertised. Better than advertised. Oh, the maybe story I don't of the 2015-16 Indiana basketball. Such a bad title for the name of the book. Yeah, maybe I don't have that one. That's oh my gosh. Like, what can we what can we think? Well, you know, summarize the season. What do you think it was? Well, it was better than advertised. I'll tell you that much. How many Sweet Sixteen for the first time in years? How many people are reading that? You imagine if UK made the Sweet Sixteen this year, and then somebody wrote a book about it. <laughs> like, who would read it? All kinds of people. I don't think so. Don't, not unless you had something like super juicy. And the amount of work that's got to go into making said book. I've looked into Then it. the season ended in the Sweet 16. And this group, they looked at each other and they said, hey, we were better than advertised. The end. The end. <laughs> and Tom Crean kissed each and every one of them on the mouth. No questions asked. I've, I, I've looked into what it would take to write a book. So much effort. Oh, Rash wants to write a book. I don't think the payoff is worth it. Especially for a Sweet 16 Indiana basketball team. <laughs> yeah, imagine writing a UK football book on last year's season. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the Music City Bowl, <laughs> but the best players didn't. Oh, man. Texter says, did you all see the picture of Kamari Lands and the conversation he had on Tinder with a Duke student? <laughs> Kamari Lands was trying to slide into some cheeks of a Duke student, and they had a big screenshot and brought it to the UFL game. I think that's kind of messed up to do that, but found it to be funny. Mr. Lands is just trying to get some innocent action. So the Plumley thinks it's funny on Lands' part? I, I think he mentioned that he thinks it's a little messed up, but he did think it was funny at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it was I just, just kind of. I don't think it was funny. I think it was goofy of the Duke students. And I want to know if it was just a full-on catfish operation or if a girl just kind of leaked the conversations. Yeah, I mean, because that's, that's what, a different level of kind of cringy. That's what happens when these guys go on these road trips. They fire up their Tinder. Do you wonder how often it happens that it's just like? Do you think during the 2012 title run, Eloy Vargas was just clapping cheeks in between? I doubt they meet up with people very often. I, at all. I, I'm, like, I'm right there with you. Like, like, I don't, it's I don't the think chase, it though. You know, these guys are athletes. They enjoy the chase. Just trying to get some pictures sent your way, or just the attention. Love the love the attention. Have you all seen the Twitter video of Georgia Tech QB talking about playing Georgia? It's pretty funny. I did not. Did you see it? I have not seen it, no. uh, Mr. Football Guy. <laughs> Has the ACC become a mid-major league, Steve? Hey, Steve. Um, well, UConn might join it. So yeah. Yeah, UConn may join the ACC as an all-sports member. There's rumors going on out there. 
uh, would be great for race, for women's basketball in the conference. Would be great for basketball. Uh, would be very fitting for the direction of the football program mm-hmm. as the ACC is going in to add UConn to that juggernaut. But it is so bad in basketball this year, Steve. So bad. It'll probably never be this bad. Oh, man. Great Texan in the Thornton's Texan. Of all the Tuesday 9 games we've had to play, we happen to have a 7 p.m. game on Ash Wednesday when all the church services are at 6.30. Oh, yeah, mine's at 7. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think I might have one at 6 nearby, but that's a huge... Bedtime's at seven, so huge. Yeah, just a lot of lot of obstacles. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Maybe I'll just hit up the nooner somewhere. Yeah, we gotta find a nooner. Oh well, roll call church. We can just. I'm a big ashes guy. Roll call. As long as you can show that you went with the ashes on your head. Yeah, because then if you don't, I mean that this is the one time where you get shamed if you don't go to. Church. Well, yeah, there's no way to know. So you got to go the days where there's actually a way to proof to, yeah, physical evidence, and then that way, boom! Wow, that guy must go to church. And then the cheese pizza always hits hits a little different after Ash Wednesday, you know? <laughs> always. No meat tomorrow, Scoots, all right? Okay. Y'all got to keep on me on that. You're I'll not forget. Gonna li- you're not going to listen. Yeah, I am. I do, I do the no meat thing. Aren't you technically supposed to fast on Ash Wednesday? You are. You're supposed to fast on every day. Uh, well, every Friday. Also, their, their fasting is like, well, it's not mean don't eat anything all day. It's just don't snack. You're supposed to just have like one substance meal. meal. Yeah. When you're fasting, and then that's your meal for the day. Hmm. Texter says, "Good morning, TJ. Good morning to you, Texter. Yeah, I only want Wheeler and CJ just for depth. I'd like to see Reeves and CJ play some together, but I do think the starting lineup is starting to play with some on-court chemistry. I hope Cal sees that and doesn't try to force Wheeler into the lineup. He needs to be Kaysen's backup. That's it. Okay, have a great day. Second Louisville, the 24 hours is up. So second Roush. Hope you enjoyed it while it lasted. <laughs> Go Cats. Ah, I did. I really, really did." We got a John text. Yeah, John here. Good morning, everyone. Hey, guys. Uh, wish me some great luck you have today. I'm off to start my new job. Oh, nice. I'll be doing my best Michael Scott impression as I will be the manager of the office. Wow. That wow. gosh, I wish it was game day already. Tell me, what we need to do record-wise down the stretch to make the big dance? What if we split or only win one? We need to find a way to win at least three to feel safe. I think you can split them and still be fine. I would I, rather I not lose one, to Vandy. I think you can go one and three and be okay for making the tournament, but why sweat it out? Yeah. Two and two, you're locked in. Yeah. A texture says, I'm not a big fan of the rule changes that speed up the game. That's only like 10 minutes of actual physical activity during a football game. I think it'll be more than that. Not sure. It's a lot of plays. John here again. Wow, thanks for reminding me of the Batcats versus the Purple Aces living in Evansville and being an alumni of the Aces. I'll be cheering for them, but I'll be cheering for the Cats as well. Whoa. Like I have been the past 30-plus years. But, hey, I got PayPal or Venmo, so I'll put 10 on the Purple Aces if any KRC crew wants to take me up on the action. Wow. So suck it, guys. Got to go talk to you later. Uh, I did. You can bet UK Moneyline. I did. They were minus 160, so I'm already in on some action there. Sorry to double dip and send a second text, but wanted to second what Alex said. Even though I might think Roush is a goober, I look forward to the show. Win or lose, I know my on-air grievances and therapy from licensed therapist TJ Walker, the sports star. <laughs> That's why I've sent a long text before. I can genuinely care what you guys say. So thank you, TJ. I do appreciate the show. It's right up there with the Leach show. Those two I listen daily or I'll have withdrawals. Oh, wow. We're, we're basically the Tom Leach of I want Jackie us Swartz. to find a way to... Bump ahead of Tom Leach in your pecking order. But thank you for the nice message. We have fun doing this. Good outlet for us. And uh, 
it's a, this is this is the time of the year we live for, Roush. And mm-hmm. then it gets really kind of boring, and you know we have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for content. And we intern Jacob. Should we win uh, the folks some money before we get out of here? Oh yeah, uh, take Missouri tonight. Missouri money line? Oh no, just take the, take the spread. Okay, take, uh, take Michigan State too. They're gonna roll past Mississippi State. Uh, Roush, you want spread or money line? Spread. Okay. Roush likes Michigan, Michigan State. State. I also like A and M. I also like Arkansas as well. Um, I'm on Xavier minus four and a half. They mm. keep making Villanova close, which makes me think they think Villanova is about ready to punch through one. I like money line for the Xavier one. But all right, everybody, good luck. Win a lot of money. We'll be back tomorrow, <laughs> game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Enjoy your Fat Bro- Tuesday. Happy Mardi Gras. This is KRC on the Big Look out.